Greetings is co-hosted and co-produced by Bobby O'Rourke and Dan Conroy. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at GreetingsPod or on Twitter at GreetingsCast for weekly updates, photos, and to see what card we're talking about that week. Greetings, and thank you for joining us on another episode of Greetings, the Greeting Card Podcast. I'm Dan Conroy. And I'm Bobby O'Rourke. Bobby... Would you be surprised if I told you that we had yet another dear friend coming on our podcast today to wallow in the muck of greeting card absurdity that we like to speak about on a near weekly basis? Not only would I not believe you, I demand proof immediately. Well, don't get all Clarence Darrow on me because we're about to have ourselves a a wind inheritance in regards to this podcast. Did that work? That didn't work. Let's say it did. Let's say it did. Yay, Scopes Monkey Trial. And we're not monkeying around when we talk about our dear friend, who is our special guest today. He is a writer and co-host of the Winning Ticket podcast, available where all fine podcasts, all organic, natural, are served. So be sure to look out for that. Please give a warm round of applause for our special guest this week, Johnny Della Luna. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought this was the How George Lucas Ruined Star Wars podcast. Well, I'll you see know, we started out. with that, but then I wouldn't stop talking about Gungan lore, and so Bobby said we had to stop doing it. That's okay. I have a lot to say about Trandoshan trade supplies, and most people don't care, but that's because they just don't love it enough as much as I do. But th- seriously, thank you guys sincerely. I'm actually really excited. I just finished listening to your top 10 episode just this morning, so... There's so there's a doozy of a card that it has to live up to now to the previous uh, incarnation. Johnny, just the I'm fact that you've come in with a greeting card and are willing to share it and talk about it with us is a wonder, a joy, and a pleasure enough. Believe me. Although I am excited for the nightmare that you've brought on our doorstep, because if I know you, I know you have brought in a real doozy of one. But to get started beforehand, we wanted to ask you, of course, our friend, uh, one we've known for many years now, but I don't think we've ever really gotten on the conversation with you of greeting cards, because before this podcast, why the hell would we? So to ask that question, how has greeting cards been a part of your life? If you've listened to past episodes, you know, Bobby and I kind of had different backgrounds with it, but of course, some were good, some were a little bit more distant. So how have a podcast, how have greeting cards been a part of your life, not podcasts? That's a great question. And and so flattering. No one's ever asked me that before. When it comes to greeting cards, it's so interesting. I, I think about it as a generational type of thing. My family gave out a lot of cards uh, growing up. We would send cards out. Every year on my birthday, my parents would give me birthday cards. And that was kind of the extent of, like, I don't think I got any more cards from my parents aside from birthday ones. But they would send out cards to other people. And we got cards a lot in the mail from a couple family friends. Now, as an adult, I don't really... I don't really purchase a lot of greeting cards. I don't really give them uh, out a lot. And I don't know if it's if it's the egotist in me that just says, you know what, let me pocket my own $6 and just write something myself that might say a little bit more of what I mean there. I, I think greeting cards are like, it's like bringing like a, like a bottle of wine yeah. to like a housewarming party. It's that thing you need to say, hey, I understand what this is. You know, giving someone a birthday card, a wedding card is usually, Definitely. I mean, like that's like a big one. In terms of other holidays, though, like we, we didn't really we didn't really use a whole lot of cards. And my wife and I will exchange cards on like anniversaries, birthdays and, and the like. But we tend to write our own stuff. She even writes her own stuff to me, which I'm, I'm super proud of. She never used to do that. Um, like, like, like she would write notes and stuff. But now she takes it upon herself to create stuff because we have much more fun doing it that way. 
So, so greeting cards have been like a catalyst to maybe more inventive ways of of communicating. But mm. we're very thankful for them. Um, and in fact, and you know, not to get too personal, but you guys know, you know, we had a bit uh, tragedy in the family recently, and going through old cards, old birthday cards. My parents used to do this thing where they would like. So if the card said something like, like, happy birthday, we are wishing you a great mm. year of good health. My mom would actually underline the words, yes. great year, good health, to be like, yes. hey, this is the takeaway message from this year. Like, and, and it's like all the ones I'm going through that, that she would sign, my dad would sign. It's mostly her penmanship, although I did find one with my dad's handwriting, which was super sweet. It's like she had like, and, and I noticed she does that yeah. for everyone else that she does too. So... I would say when I think of greeting cards, I think of my parents uh, and my family, and then I think of uh, the two gentlemen here on this podcast now. So, so there's a lot of sentimentality with cards, but as like the business goes and what greeting cards are meant to do, I think they are a guide to being creative in your own way. I always add to a card when I, yeah. when I fill one out. So that was a very convoluted answer. No, but it's a, it's a great answer. And it, it even made me think because <clears throat> when we first started the podcast, Bobby and I both talked about our background with greeting cards and, and Bobby saying it in my words, that the, the words you said to me, that your family made greeting cards and were creative in that way. My family would buy greeting cards, but we also added to the inside of it. I think getting a kind of mean from the population in general, our friends and, and group around us are very creative type. And so a lot of us will, you know, add to these cards and, and, and contribute to them a little bit. So I don't think as a group in general, we, we all were so reliant on what the card says and just signing our names. We always added a little bit more. And I'm kind of noticing that when I talk to, you know, friends in our connected in our friendship group a little bit more and more, that that's a common trait that they would add more to the greeting cards that they they gave to them. And you made an interesting point I just wanted to say about because I was raised in that similar tradition of giving a greeting card for a birthday or for Christmas or for any other event, but you went ahead and mailed those out and you had your set list of individuals that you gave those to family and friends and, and loved ones. And it made me think, is social media the one that is supplementing those greetings that you're giving to someone instead of doing it on paper, you basically just send like a short message on like messenger or like Instagram or something like that. It's certainly not as eloquent, certainly not as nice to receive i guess but it does do the same job i guess but i don't i don't know if social media is is absolutely doing that i thought about that too because i think it kind of manufactures a need for greeting cards in a way social media allows you to put out a message with basically no context and say need thoughts and prayers and there's nothing inherently wrong with that if you need mm. support you need support but if you have a birthday a, um a family struggle a bar mitzvah anything usually you have to tell people what's happening but social media allows you to basically just fish for whatever sentiment you're looking for and you can't really do that with a greeting right. card and before i go any further let me apologize to the audience i had some microphone trouble this week so if i sound tinny it's dan's fault and that's all i'm gonna say i'm fired guys this is the last one hope you enjoyed these noises johnny enjoy your new job you're the new dan you're gonna have to grow your hair out you're right though like the social media can be treated as a wall for gaining Sympathy or attention, for better or for worse, for good or bad, I'm not here to do the judgment here. All I'm saying is it does exist in that way. And so you can 
get those same sentiments that you're looking for, as opposed to someone just finding out. I, I don't know if it's harder to find out if people don't just give out the information as much anymore, whether it be on phone calls or anything like that. It's like, well, just look at my Facebook page. I, I posted it up on there. And it's like, well, I was kind of hoping we could talk about it in person, but sure, that's fine. I guess I can do that too. Yeah, it's it's super interesting. I think that's a great insight. And even like the greeting card as a tangible thing is essentially a replacement for maybe a verbal message to someone's face, just like, happy birthday. It's like, no, no, yes. no, I'm not going to say it, but you yes. are going to read it <laughs> and you're going to know it. And now it's something that it's like, I've saved it. And that's in a weird way, that's kind of what like posts are, what even text messages are. Like they are just remnants of that conversation. And um, yeah, I, I think that the best kinds of greeting cards put a spin on whatever message you're trying to convey. So mm. it's it's kind of like I know I know with our friend group we tend to do this thing where we would post like a happy birthday and we always YouTube the person's name. Yeah. So we'll say like a happy birthday Dan, happy birthday Bobby, and then just find some random stranger wishing probably like a nephew a happy birthday, and it's just super awkward as you know adults to watch these videos for for a birthday message. Clearly not for us. I feel like if I if my goal to get a a birthday greeting card would be that version in print form. That's what yes. I look for. Because that's what social media has done really. It's it's allowed us to be more creative. It's allowed us to be more creative and it and it's put a currency on the absurdism in a way that it never has before. So when people because you're right, the communication capabilities of taking a video of somebody wishing you a happy birthday but you want to doll it up a little bit. And if I can speak to that trend that we all did together, wishing each other happy birthday with random videos with our names on it, it was normally like a very low quality video taken at breakfast. The person's like in their pajamas, clearly going like, happy birthday, Johnny. Hope you have a wonderful day full of balloons and kisses. Like just something so very little thought was put into it at all. And... I think that was part of the fun of it is that you have all this technology, all this capability, because we can't just be face to face as we used to anymore because people live farther away from each other. But <laughs> you've put so little thought into it. That's what just made it a lot of fun for me and, and for us, I think. So I agree that if I can make that same energy into a piece of paper, that would it would be like in a past episode, we talked about taking Eric Andre jokes and putting them into paper. If we can start doing that, that would just be gangbusters. I would love that. the social media part and the video part is sort of like giving people too much power. It's like a small child putting on adult clothing or shoes. You know that they are kind of go, you know what they're kind of going for, but they don't have the skill or the, the filling out to make it work. Whereas sometimes the greeting card is the opposite where it's, you could have thought of saying, sorry, by yourself. You didn't mm. need a card to do that. But yeah. the, sometimes the greeting card is you can do more. It's okay. Like you can you can effuse a little bit. It's all right to add a little bit to the spice here. It's like those decals for a car. Like if you've got a custom van and you get a decal of like a unicorn riding a slightly larger unicorn and they're both multicolored with flames coming out of it. That's really cool. And that's a great way to utilize a greeting card. But a lot of the times when you're just going to write happy birthday inside it already, that's like putting a decal on like a 1996 Toyota Tercel, which is absolutely a car. <laughs> I drove. It's like, I see what you're trying to do. You're trying to give extra weight and celebration to this greeting I've created, but I've done nothing to assist it. Like the, the carrier of it has done nothing, nothing for that. So you've got to, you got to carry it along a little bit better than what you've done. I completely agree. 
It's very, it's very true. It's, it's just, it's just how it is. Now, does your, does your family still, like you mentioned, you're kind of doing it less and less over the years, like giving to family or? Yeah, I think so. I think we've, you know, my, my parents are, you know, are getting older and, you know, they, they just, you know, they, they're just not putting in that effort anymore. My parents Mm -hmm. are really, my dad was never really a social media guy. I don't think he even had an account and my mom has one, but asks me and my sister for every, anytime she wants to do something. She's like, how do I post this? And I put this picture. So they're tr- she's trying to channel it but i i i don't think it's it's her her forte necessarily but we're still lacking in sending out as many cards now the thing is now you know i'm i'm, I'm married we're having a baby coming so we're gonna be oh, the no ones Congratulations. sending out the card <laughs> thank you of course we knew. this is the first no, place you're announcing it i think that your your wife just became pregnant and this is First time ever any of us are hearing about it. I will hear no uh, different opinion on when we heard about this. This is the the spot where it happens. Yes. This is the initial spot. This is, this is, it. is... She claims yes. immaculate conception, and I agree. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't home. Uh, and no questions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, you weren't home when she found out. That's an immaculate conception. You you love to see it happen. Every two thousand years, we get an opportunity like that. You just you can't say no to it. You know. But no, it's true. It's like, I, and I think we've talked about it on the podcast where we are seeing the trend kind of change where there's less and less of it happening, at least comparing it to like the 19th century when you'd give a damn card for like being in the same 10 foot vicinity as somebody. But I would love to return. And I wonder if the trend will turn over and we'll see basically just more paper being printed and more people giving cards for these occasions. I don't know if that means that the industry itself changes somehow or if this is just more work for graphic designers and artists. I would love that. Uh, if it was just more of an area for that, I feel like there's more indie card print companies, especially in like larger cities. So I don't know. Maybe that's the the way it's going. Yeah, I feel like it's, it's just everything's just more specialized. Like, yes. yeah, like you're getting like indie card companies where it's like the cards are not even like a rectangular shape. They're like, you know, they're they're just oddly shaped or like I saw one. It was like a, it was a very standard card, but it was like a bubble gum machine. But it had like little pom poms for the gum that like you could oh. shake around. So it's like we're just trying to like pop up book some of these cards. Maybe, you know, for kids, we're throwing like the number like three and Toy Story font going like, you're three. Like, yeah, screaming it out. We hope your birthday takes you to infinity and beyond. Now we owe them money. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. More so than we usually do. Mm-hmm. Well, we've got to stop saying Walt Disney presents greetings, the greeting card podcast. I know. And we also use the same loopy font. I once, I once passed a, um, this was like uh, close to where we went to school altogether in New Jersey. I think it's on route. What is that? 35, not 35, whatever. Anyways, we, there was a cigar store. I think it was called Don Francisco yes. cigars. Yes. You know what I'm talking about. I do they use the, they use the Walt Disney font. And I was just, I was just waiting for the cease and desist letter and like <laughs> waiting for them to have to close down. It never happened in, in my time where my girlfriend lives in New York. She was next to, she lives, lives next to a head shop. Uh, your typical weed like paraphernalia and whatnot, but it was literally called Rick and Morty's weed shop. Unrelated to the show. <laughs> Unrelated to the show. They did have to change it. I think they actually, because that's just such as that's just as you're begging for a cease and desist at that point, but it was just so blatant. So unbelievably blatant. It was incredible. What's the marketing behind it? And like, do they think like, oh, I'm a Rick and Morty fan. I guess this weed is right up my alley. Like, I don't, I, I don't I, get that. There, there really is. And we can talk about this because cannabis is legal where all three of us live. But I feel like there is a crossover in merchandise with Rick and Morty slash all adult swim watchers and cannabis consumption. Now, 
I forget how old the regular Rick and Morty fan is now just because of how long the show's been on. It's been on for a bit of probably over almost a decade now, right? Am I wrong? Seven, Perhaps, eight years? Yeah. It's because they, they haven't done consecutive years. They take that's like a year. Yeah, they'll like three year breaks. Seasons, and, yeah. 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 So like I, I don't know if the average consumer, the average viewer is still like a high schooler or like if they're at that age where like they maybe just be smoking weed all the time. Because I knew like Aqua Teen Hunger Force and all of them became like stoner emblems. But I don't know if Rick and Morty, I, I guess they have been, whether by hook or by crook, they found they found their way into it. I'll, I'll pass head shops and they'll be like bongs made of with like rick's face or like the the plates for uh i, I sound like such a fucking square um, <laughs> with like where like the 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 thing on which you roll a joint to say it in a in a true edwardian fashion has uh just rick and morty like sharing like a joint together it's just beautiful beautiful <laughs> stuff we're, we're living in a golden age and that golden age involves looking at the card that Johnny provided us this week. So, folks, Johnny has brought us an incredible card, which, by the way, if you'd like to look at, you can go take a look at at our Instagram, at GreetingsPod, or Twitter, at GreetingsCast. Look along unless you're driving. In that case, stop putting your phone so close to your face and keep on driving. You'll see it later. So we are going to have a look-see at this. Now, Bobby, you haven't seen this one, right? I have not seen this card, so we're playing by... Old school rules. Johnny, we don't know what we're getting into, what you brought us. So I let me preface this, right? So by all means. So I was I was actually at the store um getting my Gibbs getting my mom an anniversary card. Because their anniversary my, my mom and dad's anniversary just came up this uh, last week. And so I was thinking, I was like, you know what? I know I, you know, we're good friends for a long time. I said, I gotta like find something that might work for for the podcast. And I and I spent I when I tell you I might have looked at like three other cards and then i hit on this one and i said oh my god i said this is the one this yeah. is it actually made my jaw drop and i show and feels good doesn't it <laughs> and i showed it to becca because i said i'm gonna give this to dan and bobby i'm gonna show it to them but like let's make sure like it's like it's talk worthy essentially yeah. and her jaw dropped too when when you get to the inside i will say it's it, it's Cha-ching. i am so excited and and and, and we we have talked about that feeling before on the podcast where like you find the one and you can't believe this yeah. gets sold as an object in our country. It's incredible. So I am very excited for this. If it's got Becca's stamp of approval, then I'm going to love it. Okay. I am opening it now. Bobby, are you doing the same I'm thing? I'm opening it too. You just described, Dan, finding a card is like falling in love and I can't agree more. <laughs> finding a card is like falling in love. Oh boy. Is, okay. So I have opened it and all right. All right. Um, we are. Our, Bobby. Dan. Oh, no, you. No, uh, no you. No, you. Oh, no. Fine, I'll start. No, I'll okay, start. I'll, I'll, I'll. Okay, you start. Okay, I'll start. Um, this is great content. Yeah. <laughs> Wait till they hear the uncut version. It's just us doing that for fifteen minutes. Or the uncut gems version, where we just talk about that movie. Um, Bobby, describe the front of the damn card. Okay. Wow, Johnny. Okay, this is so. <laughs> I am at once struck, Dan, by the fruit by the foot esque colors in this. Yeah. What seems yeah, to be a... it is very much. It, it look who we got our hands on now, huh? <laughs> seems to be a sad card because what i'm seeing is a cartoon fox and i'm trying to describe the art style I, I, there's some cartoon that's on the tip of my tongue i can't do it but he's very sad he's slowly waving his hand based off of the uh movement lines around a four-fingered paw little tear in the eye is a red fox and he looks distraught and it's on a purplish background and above him in big gold letters is the word goodbye dot 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 
So I, I'm automatically brought ominous to, to start. It's ominous to start. And Dan, I want to hear what you think. But my last note initially is going to be these are the colors that you'd find in uh, a berry berry pop tart. That's the last. Yes, movie. absolutely. Yes, this is this is um. I just finished up my uh, berry flavored bubbly syrup that I use for my uh, soda brag. And this is exactly the color palette that they use, like a sort of deep red and a sort of periwinkle, like deeper blue. This is exactly the berry colors that they use. The art style, actually, I don't know how this happened because I've actually never seen this movie, but it reminds me of that Christmas film, Olive, the Other Reindeer. Do you oh know what I'm talking God. about? Yeah, it's I like do from remember From 1999. That. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby Shaker it was like, said no. Robbie, <laughs> Robbie looks sad. No, of course not. I'm a normal of person. Of course not. I had things to do. I was an adult in 1999. I was finishing up Carrie for the first time. This is like all of the other reindeer, except their eyes are not just like pupilless voids like in that film. Goodbye is a little too whimsical for a depressing fox. It's a little too ice cream store in the 1910s for a fox that is giving me sort of a jaunty for those that aren't looking at the card it's a jaunty fox hand on hip sort of looking back kind of like a i don't know, kind of reminds me of like a laverne and shirley sort of like hey but it's like waving goodbye which let's say this real quick i don't like when they make animals with human hands when it's clear that, that would have a paw that mm. this creature's got a four-fingered hand and that is a goddamn fox foxes do not have those kind of hands i don't like it, it doesn't make me feel good have it waving a paw. That would be so much more appropriate. But what is this fox sad about? I want to hear what Johnny has to say. But but before we go to the next page, Johnny, was this what caught your eye? Like, how did you stumble on the? You, you saw the colors. You saw the message. Like, what was the initial thing it, that attracted it you? It was the, the way that it was tucked into the rose. It had the goodbye in gold letters and then two little ears of a creature. And that's what got me to pick it up. I was expecting so much more on this on the outside and on the inside when you guys do see it. And I just, it, it, you're right. It's got this, like, I it's somewhere in between, like, like you were saying, like a Disney whimsy, but also like a Tim Burton, Henry Selleck type yeah. of, because he's, it, it's the, the goodbye lettering is, is like, it's not sad. It's cartoony. And it, yeah. the, what's what gets me too is the mouth, right? Because the mouth. Yeah, yeah I was about like, to say the mouth, not to interrupt you, but the little end of it, right? Yeah, it's sticking off. We're almost. It's like, like someone just put a stock cartoon of a fox here, and so you could take out the tear and you could essentially add whatever mouth you want. So it's all. It's almost just like you could just completely inverse the messaging and just be like, "Hey there, kid," you know, like like best best of luck in college or something. Like, you could really play around with it. And I'm so curious. It's an American greetings card. And they don't say it best. I don't care what their logo says. <laughs> I didn't think about that, Johnny, because I was going to mention the sort of crossing over sad face end of the mouth over the chin of the fox. But I can't stop looking at how it isn't really congruent with the rest of the art style. You're right. Because the art style is not ugly. If anything, it's a little too cute for what I'm assuming is a sad card. You don't know that yet, Dan. It, we could say goodbye to Stalin. You know, the good, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> this card, the, the reason why it's a red fox is because this card was printed in 1991 for certain USSR reasons. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's a fun, whimsical art style, kind of just echoing what you said, Johnny. It uh, has a feeling of hand-drawnness. Even if it is going to be something sad, I, I at least am grateful for that. I don't think it's necessarily poorly done. 
but now I can't stop looking at the mouth, which is just, there's no way of describing it, listeners, you ding-dongs. It is literally like what someone might have done with a Sharpie marker. I could imagine someone had done this with a fine-tipped Sharpie marker in the convenience store or grocery store that you found this in. It, it like, straight up could have just been done there because it just doesn't seem to match the face of the fox all that well. Like, it should be, it should be smaller, and not just because it's crossing over, but it just seems comically incorrect and like you said maybe done so that they could have a happy fox when they take the tear out and replace and just reverse the sad face yeah and also i don't know if it's because i know what's on the inside of this card i don't know why he's like just like out of frame like as almost as if he's leaving there's no legs to the fox i have no that does not that doesn't matter when you open up the card so I don't yeah. know why this was the pose either. It's just so mixed with like you you expect this to be such a grieving card, but like there's there's just two. I I just I I think the biggest thing why I wanted to show this to you guys because I, and when you see the inside you'll ask the same thing. I don't know who this is for. I don't know mm. what audience, what family member, what friend, what stranger who would receive this card and be like, wow, thank you. You know, like this is this is one of those. There are so many questions on it. And I, I, I still, I still just can't make heads or tails of it. No pun intended. Oh, I get it. I don't, but it's okay. And also it's a, it's a slight thing, but Bobby being a writer and scholar as well, is goodbye typically hyphenated because I spell it as one word. Ooh, good question. You are flattering me. And I don't think it is normally not in the King's English. We don't have the Queen's English anymore. Uh, You know, shout out to Elizabeth II. But no, Johnny, I don't think that goodbye is normally hyphenated. I think that's, you can do it that way, but it's a bit of an archaic spelling. It's not incorrect, but it definitely gives a sort of, you just landed on this planet vibe and you're not quite sure of the linguistics yet. But again, that just makes it, again, it, it unnecessarily detracts from the original point of the damn card. Like, it needs to be somber. There's a, and again, we haven't seen the inside of it. We're about to see it in a minute, but there's a level of sobriety you need if you're giving a sympathy or sadness card. Goodbye, deepest sympathies, hope you get better, any of this baloney. You definitely need to have a certain level of somberness. And this card clearly was not designed for that. I have a feeling that they missed their goodbye quota and took one of their birthday cards or get well soon, but cheery get well soon cards and just made it into a goodbye card. Because between the ragtime style font with the old style hyphenation, the fox that's again, it's a very jaunty sort of like, hey, how's it going? But it's saying goodbye. It's not like when you see other animated characters in a sadness pose in greeting cards where they're kind of just like standing there kind of straight up and down this one's sort of just going like hey good to see you again but clearly it's saying like i'm hitting the road which is also like a happy look at this next phase in my life sort of thing this one it's just a sad fox doing it It, nothing works anymore everything there's there's five different emotions It's wild, and and I, I I I didn't know I was gonna go in so hot in this one, but I'm really feeling it now. Before we move on to the second page, the last thing I will say is Johnny pointed out the style of the mouth where it looks tacked on and could be reversed. The same I think could be said of the eyebrows. So if you flip the smile and yes. turn one eyebrow upside down, it becomes a bit of a cheeky like goodbye. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah, it's it's literally like it's 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 all just sharpie quick lines. Like you could just really change up in in that quick animation style. Like you can make this fox very happy very quickly. But before we open it, can I just ask what you guys would predict is in this card? I'm so curious. Bobby, you go first. Okay. Okay, I'll go, I'll go. I'll go. No, we're I'll gonna go. do this again. Um, I wait. What'd you say? We're gonna do this again. 
You go. We're gonna do this just one more time now. More time. This this podcast is just you and I. Just it's it's the joke to two Englishmen on an island. They never learned each other's names because they were never properly introduced. The always good to say that joke as quick as you can. Uh, I would say the what would be in this card is goodbye and in the same uncomfortable font, like Mardi Gras style font. It'll just say parting is just is such sweet sorrow. Parting is such sweet sorrow. And the fox has like an old pork pie hat and a suitcase and is getting on a bus. And the bus says, I don't know, to East L.A. or I don't, I don't know, like just, uh, <laughs> just somewhere that's not here. Not. I don't know. And, and you know what? Not even just somewhere that's not here. I, I, I said a geographic location because that's the farthest I can think of. Somewhere not here is what it is. Bobby, what do you think is in it? Well, I love yours, and I would just like to pair a song with it. If you haven't heard Elton John's Blues for Baby and Me with lyrics by Bernie Taupin, it would fit that mood exactly, Dan, if you're right. Mm. So listeners, take a peek if you want some some good, good bluesy vibes. But I was going to say this is going to have some not very serious farewell. I was thinking goodbye, turn the page, I'll see you next year at camp. Or something. That's my prediction. Is not a serious goodbye. Some sort of. I'll yeah. see you next year. It's the sadness that a child has for not seeing their friend every day anymore, which is sad. But that's that's life. But not too life. sad. Not too it's sad at all. But I think we're going to be a little sad once we open it up. So ready to go? Mm -hmm. All right. So it says goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> oh lordy, lordy. Oh. <laughs> Oh boy, Johnny! Where to begin, Johnny? You did it. Let's, Johnny. You Johnny, I want to give you the the, <laughs> the gentleman's honors here. Could you describe the second page for us, please? So you flip open the card. There's no pictures whatsoever, <laughs> but in the same toony goodbye font from the cover, in purple letters, is just the sentence, "You'll miss me." Period. <laughs> You'll miss me. Period. <laughs> You'll miss me. Period. Just nothing. I I wanted this to be. Either a page worth of text like uh, having a friend like you is timeless and priceless. Or it could just say goodbye until next time, dear friend. It's it's supposed to be giving. And this is taking. You'll miss me. <laughs> like just just an angry hermit on a mountain with a with a staff going, you'll miss me. You'll miss me. Of all the emotions I expected, I never thought this would have turned mean. Oh, but that's... It's a middle finger of a greeting card. Is this the first greeting card that celebrates pettiness? Like, this might be groundbreaking <laughs> stuff here. It might be. And so different. Like, my, my biggest issue with this is, like, who's the audience again, number one? Is the fox the one talking? Or is he just, like, helping along whoever was the messenger? Because he, that's not the face you make telling somebody goodbye, you'll miss Good me. Good point. Good point. And it, 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 it's one thing if it was like, like a sarcastic, like, I don't know, like, like a cat with like backwards hat, sunglasses being like, you know, peace out. See ya. You'll miss me. Ooh, Bobby, get that, get that on the greeting card list that we're going to make. Cool cat glasses, not orange though. Maybe make it like bright yellow or something. And then it'll say like, peace out, Cub Scout. You'll miss me. Limp Biscuit. It goes, it's, this card is just tonally all over the place. Are they making breakup cards now? I had no idea we made cards for ending a relationship. Because, you know, that is an occasion that is going to happen to most people in their lives. And there is an industry for that. I mean, we've seen it in TV, movies, other items we could get into. But 
greeting cards have yet to have breakup cards. Like we we are officially ending this relationship, whether it's a divorce or ending boyfriend, girlfriend or, or whatever. You could have a card that just says you'll miss me. And to the point that one of you said earlier, I can't remember. I think it might have been Bobby with the pettiness. That is not the face of this fox is not the face of pettiness. This is the face of sincere sorrow. It's got to be meaner. It's got to have like a little like, you'll miss me. Like it's got to be like, honestly, just like a really annoying grouch face. And it can just say, you'll miss me on there. But like this, this card, you're right. Not only do I not know who it's for, I don't know what the designers were intending. What was their, what was their, what avenue did they want to go down? We may never know. I'm, I, this card got me. This, this card pulled the rug underneath me. I'll be damned. Like I wasn't expecting this. It, genuinely shocked me also because the colors are so calming like i said i'm immediately attracted to this card it's purple so is comical. my purple is one of my favorite colors and the red looks nice and it reminds me of candy but you'll miss me has a hemingway-esque finality to it that jeez it just sucker punch right to the gut no other imagery like like and it's the you'll miss me also takes up it's it doesn't take up the whole page but it does take up enough where it is like a little bit in your face like you're definitely someone's throwing it at you yeah you know it's it's not a it's just tough to peg who would be the giver who would be the recipient the first thing i thought of was divorce i, I said this is probably a divorce and a divorcee's thing but what a cantankerous divorce you must be having this is the card you're getting and like who would i would assume if the divorce was this bad you wouldn't give you like you wouldn't send this card to somebody you don't we wouldn't want to engage with this person if you send a card that says you'll miss me and i i don't even know because because what impact would this even have if someone hated me enough to say goodbye you'll miss me what am i feel what am i the recipient feeling after this am i am i like you know having like a uh like a movie moment where like i'm staring at the out the window tears down my face yeah. because i've yeah. been so hurt yeah do you know the person is this are you getting this card johnny someone gives you a card says goodbye you'll miss me and you think well who was that stranger who just gave me this card do you have a relationship with them? It, it is just so when i tell you my jaw actually dropped the last thing i was expecting from this card which looked yeah. to be a very like at first just you're just thinking it's just a typical goodbye card you know again yeah. parting is such sweet sorrow you know hope hope for the best you know and i hope we meet again kind of thing and it's just it literally is a middle finger it's a middle finger yeah and there's space i guess to write cuz i cuz i didn't send the other side cuz it's literally just blank yeah so i yeah. guess there's space to fill in maybe there's a particular grudge <laughs> that you had that you just and the card makers just said you know what just give them enough to fill out some stuff I'm just baffled. When you are having to go through the regimental movements, the rigmarole of saying goodbye to someone and you don't know when you're going to see them again, the idea, at least I was raised with, I think a lot of us were, that's why we're all baffled by this thing, is you want to leave them with the notion that, hey, this is not goodbye, this is farewell. And we will see each other again soon. That is where a lot of these goodbye cards come from. It's also just part of our sentiments that we give to each other. Like whenever you say goodbye to friends, you go, I'll see you again soon. Or even in our age of communication, I'll text, I'll message, whatever. The idea is you leave them feeling, if not fulfilled, then with the rest assuredness, which is a great word, with the assurance is the word I was looking for. You leave them with the assurance that you will see them sometime in the very near future. Whether that be true or not, at least you're left with that assurance and that makes us feel good. This leaves you emptier than when you walked out 
because it ends with goodbye and you want something like till we meet again or, or whatever we all just said. But it says, no, you're going to be sad. You will miss me. I will not be there and you'll be alone. This could just say goodbye, you're alone now. And it's the same goddamn sentiment, even though that hits a little bit harder. You're alone now is the same goddamn message. It's just, and it's so, it's so decorative. It's got like gold gloss font. It's got a happy, well, sad fox, but it's like a happy animation. It's, it's not like somber. There's no black and white or gray. It's all colorful. Like we said, it's like a, a cereal you shouldn't eat past the age of 21. Like it's just, it, there, it, there's just so much going on here for joy, at least some kind of joy. Even if you've got to leave sad, it, you get a little joy out of it knowing you'll see your friend sometime soon, or at least they gave you this nice card. But then it just, like you said, it just kicks you right between the legs with you'll miss me. Good job, idiot. This is a divorce card because that, you know what it is? That's love, guys. Sometimes you love somebody, but you got to stick it to them in the end. And while you're going to shop right at 10 p.m. because you're getting your medicated shampoo because you forgot to get it at a regular time yeah. again, you got You go, oh, you know what would be good? I'm going to leave Craig the message, the thing I never said out loud, and it's going to be this card. This is a divorce card. Or at least a breakup card. What else could it possibly be? Oh, I was going to ask. I was going to say before we get to the, the final page, can you either make up a scenario in which you would get this card or receive it? So from you and Johnny, divorce seems to be very popular. I was also <laughs> going to suggest you got cut from a local theater production of South Pacific, maybe, and you want to give Ooh, this to the director. That would be yeah, the other yeah. scenario. You've got to be carefully taught to be a dick. Like a, like a snap, like a mic drop snap moment. Like, hmm. Guess, you know, oh, what, what did that, no one showed up opening night? That's right. I had the seats. I bought all the seats in the theater to humiliate this production. You know what? I was 101 pounds of fun, and now you'll never see me again. You'll never wash that humiliation out of your hair. Oh, and send me on my way. Adding to the mystique of this, because you're, you're saying, like, what is the purpose? Where did I even get this card? I don't remember which section it mm. was. I was looking for an anniversary card. But at that point, when I was looking for you guys, I was going up and down the aisle. And I yeah. do know that was the only one of this card. So I don't know if this was a popular one, if this was just misplaced somewhere along the way, or... It's one of a kind. Or, honestly, I've got a fourth option, which I, you know, I just love the idea of. Somebody wants to get into the industry and made their own card, spent way too much money, then plopped it in an empty slot in the American Greetings card section, and then went out of their way, because your last image has this, went out of their way to write American Greetings on the back with a fake barcode and everything. So we're looking at the first passive aggressive bespoke card which i would love if that was the case like someone's like well i you know what there's no cards like this to cater to my needs and so i'm gonna make one and i'm not gonna get any money from it i'll just have the gratification that someone picked it up man life finds a way yeah the last page like you were saying dan is it's just i just wanted to send you guys it's, it is an american greetings card which i found interesting you want to blame someone johnny you want to know who did this and why you want yeah to know who did this <laughs> that's why. right it's not an indie blame card thing this is this slipped through the cracks with someone who just put in their two weeks at American Greetings and it somehow got approved. Maybe, yes. wow, that's another scenario. Maybe it was it was some kind of... Um, Your fired card. Yeah. Oh, a disgruntled employee card. That, that's what it could be. Goodbye, yes. you miss me. And by the way, this is hitting store shelves in a month. 
that might be it. I think we might have hit on that. That might be exactly what this is. And it's like, it goes through the designers, it goes through corporate, because they're basically not paying attention to this person's work anymore anyways, because they've been fired. So they're just like, yeah, just get your final deadlines out there. We've got, you know, the Halloween season coming up, so we just need your last cards for the quarter. It's like, I'll give you a fucking card. You want to see this? It's, oh, the fox is happy. Now it's sad. I'm putting a tear on it. Ah. That's the craziest thing, is that even, even in these divorce or, like, you know, firing scenarios, like, why the sad fox? I feel like that does not get the the seriousness of this message across. If you're going to give me an animal mascot for your message, you need to have that mascot show up one more time. It can't just be a single time because that's that's nothing. There's no point to that. I don't care if it's the personal mascot you made when you studied greeting cards at Pratt. I need you to give me more meat on those bones for this character. So it needed to show up one more time. And and Johnny, you said like you'll miss me is the only like there's nothing on the page next to it, right? No, nothing. It's completely it, blank. Then this this has gone to pot. This has gone. This is nothing. This sad fox is nothing. I don't care what you thought it was in your own artistic oeuvre, but it really it doesn't add anything to here. I am solely convinced they took a happy fox. My my new mission now when I go look for cards, I'm going to find this fox in the American Greetings find the multiple cards, but I'm going to find the happy version of it and see where this disgruntled employee took from another designer. I will find it and I will be, that is when I will feel the assurance that I need. So it, having said that, I feel we've got a lot of energy for this goddamn tornado of a card and we need to, but we need, we've got a fridge and we need to put it on. So Bobby or Johnny, I'm sorry, as our guest, could you please tell us where this card sits for you on your fridge? Now we've got, of course, the fridge that opens to the left, freezer on top, fridge below. So if you were to keep this card on your fridge, where would it go? Or would you? You could also say, you know what? Immediately thrown out, don't want to keep it. This is, so this is one of those... I don't think I could throw it out because it is so bizarre. Mm -hmm. And it did, I can't remember the last time I opened a card and had this reaction, like this animated reaction. This is one of those cards for me that actually like is on the side of the fridge with a magnet and it's probably pushed a little bit into the recesses. Like if you have the fridge that's like, it's like, you know, it's it's under some kind of furnishing yes. where you can't really even see the back of the fridge at all. This is like side of fridge let me, you know, move this. Oh, we just got new pictures, you know, from, from the cousins. Let's put these on here. Like this, it's not, I can't get rid of it, but it mustn't see the light of day. I can't get rid of it, but I can't have it in my direct line of sight. <laughs> that's where it would be for me. I love that. Yeah. That's a nice safe space for it. Bobby, where would you put this card on your fridge? If this is opening up batch two, I gotta be honest. I kind of love this card <laughs> because we've never seen the likes of it before. It's new. It is it's not a beating. It's a it's a sharp dagger to mm. the to the space in between the ribs. It's a clean imagine, cut. It's a clean cut. Can you imagine the acerbic, scathing, rancid note you would write in this card? Like, what would you write, Johnny? To your point before, you could go to town delivering this card to someone. So, I don't know. I would keep this because it would be a memento of a relationship collapsing in some way. And so, I got to put this like middle of fridge but maybe top maybe near the top part like i like this card it's staying up there and it's staying pretty high that's that's where i'm putting it for now that is a that is a beautiful place and and i agree with you we get to a threshold with these cards where the energy knocks us back unbelievably we didn't expect the message inside of it 
and that is currency in itself to keep it on the fridge, even though it's not exactly a very nice message, nor is it one that I think I would send to anybody. But in the situation that I was given this card, and I was both sad that I wasn't seeing my friend or sad because I just got divorced, but I'm also taken aback by the fact that this card is just so very catty. And sometimes you just need to have a caddy friend in the mix, you know? You need a caddy friend in the squad to just sit there and bitch with you. So I am going to keep this card around, but I want to mitigate my time. I'm agreeing with Johnny a little bit because too much of a good thing, you know? So I'm going to keep <laughs> it center on the fridge level, so just below my eyesight. So it's not my direct line of sight. It's just below it. But we're going to keep it center. So for the first couple weeks, we're going to see it. We're going to be grateful for its existence. It's going to give us a couple chuckles. And then after a couple of weeks, the you know wedding invitations will come in. The Christmas cards from the nephews and nieces will come in as well. It'll quickly be bogged down by other pieces of paper. So it won't be in my direct line of sight. But I tell you what, I'll clean off my fridge in January and then I'll see this card again. I'll be like, oh, coming back for more, I see. I'm, I'm still alone. For the record, I like Johnny's idea. The most plausible one is this is a card you give someone who just fired you i think of all the scenarios we put forward that's the most likely but i haven't ruled out you locked me in a dungeon after framing me for a crime i didn't commit i became wealthy escaped found a treasure got a title tracked you down over 13 years and i've waited for this moment to tell you i'm edmund Dantes. that very well could be real, real quick bobby you said this you would give this to someone who you fired i said that's the most likely scenario i think this would be from the fiery to the firer. Oh, I oh, I was going to say, if I got fired and then received this card, I would just take like all my paperwork and flush it in like the public toilet. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I would I would cause damage to like the, the piping system of the place I work, which is not something I normally would want to do. But if you fired me and then gave me this card, I'm afraid I'm going to have to, you know, I, I will uh, forfeit my last check if it means I at least got that gratification. Guys, I got this card. You know, I'm going to miss them. You guys are going to be like, oh, what happened? Why did you get such a crazy card? Goodbye, you'll miss me. I made them sit through Looney Tunes back in action with <laughs> Brendan Fraser. <laughs> Folks, so that the Fraser renaissance is upon us. Please enjoy yourself some Looney Tunes back in action. Or was he an Encino man? I can't remember. No, no, he was. No, he was. I don't remember. That was Paulie Shore. That was Paulie Shore. But who was the other guy? Oh, God. Go watch Airheads. That's another good. Let's all name a, a Brendan Fraser movie. <laughs> I, I don't hate Bedazzled the remake with Elizabeth Hurley. I don't mind that one. Bedazzled the remake. A friend of mine had that DVD growing up, and I was like, oh, pretty lady. Very cool in the front. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> Very formative. Johnny? Oh, yeah. Uh, aside from the, the fantastic Looney Tunes back in We action, all share that one. There's also yeah. the... It, was this one of the first Disney live-action remakes in, in George of the Jungle? Yes. <gasps> oh. That's a remake? I mean, it was a it was a cartoon, I think. So, like... I had no idea. I don't know if it was Hannah... Was it a Disney cartoon or a Hanna-Barbera cartoon? Or neither. I don't remember. I almost feel like it was a... It was an off-brand cartoon. Like, somebody did it. Yeah. Like, way back when I, like i'm a, not even sure what the premise of george of the jungle even is it's it's tarzan it is just tarzan, tarzan right yeah i think the story is exactly the same i wonder i wonder if is it a rankin bass like one of the like 
the company that is has very formative animations but we don't talk about anymore <laughs> it could be no you know what it's this is actually interesting i just looked it up it's jay ward and bill scott for those that don't know they yes. also created the rocky and bullwinkle show that's who it was rocky and bullwinkle oh, it's a it's a rocky and bullwinkle-esque experience that that might be the episode title <laughs> it's a rocky and bullwinkle-esque experience that's kind of this card that that it was said thus it shall be well thank you for joining us here at the rocky and bullwinkle experience which we were lucky to have today Day with our own graduate of What's the Matter You. That's right, Johnny Della Luna. Johnny, it has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, of course. Absolutely. You are the co-host of the Winning Ticket Podcast, available where all podcasts are available. Please check that out. Johnny, is there anything else you'd like to plug? Uh, just, you know, keep keep listening to this wonderful podcast. Greetings. Make sure it's, it's what, every Thursday it comes on, right? So make sure it's queued up. I listen to Apple Podcasts. I'm not a Spotify guy. So make sure you have it queued up in your downloads. So that way you wake up. What I usually do is wake up every morning, do a refresh on the phone, and then see all my favorite podcasts come up. So, but yeah, thank you for plugging Winning Ticket. Thank you. Oh, oh, absolutely. Listen, listen to Greetings, the Greeting Card Podcast, and then when you're done listening to crap, refresh your brain with the Winning Ticket Podcast and get yourself the true winning ticket, which is not only what you guys talk about, but also friendship in itself. Johnny, I've got some spare change that I found in between my couch cushions and I'm looking to make a killing. So I'm going to be listening to the next episode. I got to know where to put that money for the next game. Oh, we're going to get it for you. (laughs) I'm just going to bet on Looney Tunes back in action. I don't know how, but I'll figure out how to make money off that. (laughs) And thank you so much for listening, guys. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Limp Biscuit.